from Mid-America Reform Seminary to all of our listeners. This is Officeology, Episode 5. I'm Jared Luchibor. Thank you for joining us. Well, a long time ago and not too far away, Director of Enrollment Brian Blummer made his way down to Bourbonnais, Illinois to exhibit at Olivet Nazarene University. What happened next? Well, I'll let Brian take it from here. Well, thanks, Jared, very much. It's good to be back with you on Officeology today. I am here with a great group of guys, a brand new group of students who are fresh to the seminary here. We have four guys who have gone to college together. Uh, You might say sweated it out together for four years, and now they are ready to do it again uh, for three years, maybe more, of seminary. We hope not, right? <laughs> Give or take. Give yeah. or take. Give or take. But we are with, and I'm going to have these guys introduce themselves, but Landon Jones, Luke Schmelzer, Kevin Godsey, and Brian Bowen. Thanks for joining me, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. So why don't we jump into sort of the backstory of how you got here? Why don't you each tell us a little about yourself, sort of where you're from in the country, but then also what the glue was that kept you together and brought you here? So I'm Landon Jones. I was raised in Indianapolis and I moved to Morris, Illinois. So it's about an hour and a half away from Mid-America. And when I came... Uh, to Mid America, it was with the, a bunch of these group of guys that they just roped me in. <laughs> so I, I was roped in to the seminary, uh, seminary life because I was already like working in theology a little bit. I went to school at Olivet with a degree in political science, and then I was also uh, studying law and I was studying uh, theater. <laughs> so I was all over the place in the I liberal guess. arts, uh, but. My main focus in political science was really political theology. So mm-hmm. I was learning a lot about transformationalism, about two kingdoms theory, natural law, that kind of stuff. And how does the the scriptures relate to politics and our everyday culture? Mm-hmm. So I was really invested in that. And when these group of guys uh, said, hey, you want to go visit this seminary? I was like, sure, why not? I don't know what I want to do after college. <laughs> at the time, <laughs> I didn't. At the time. But now I, I do have an idea and I do know what God is putting on my heart. So I'm going to follow that, continue forward. Sure. And what is God putting on your heart? Uh, Any so idea? I, yeah, I'm planning to become a missionary, uh, hopefully, God willing, in Europe, uh, specifically in Western Europe or wherever he calls me. I'm really focused on if there's a need and I can provide that need, I'll go for it. I mean, it's not really about the location for me. It's about what can I do to help serve the church overseas. So that's really what I'm focused on. I'm focused on evangelism, discipleship, and helping out with teaching at the churches that I'll be partnering with. My name is Luke Schmelzer. I'm another junior here. Uh, I met Landon in undergrad and the rest of these fine gentlemen. I'm here (laughs) studying the Master of Divinity program. I am married to Jess. We just got married a couple months ago, actually. Going great so far. We we worked at a summer camp immediately after we got married. So (laughs) it was kind of trial by fire, but it was great. We had a great time. Why not Um, get married and work with little kids right away? Exactly. (laughs) It's it's great practice, I guess. It keeps the baby (laughs) fever at bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm a member of 1-7 Church. That's where uh, I've been serving the last few years. It's actually a Baptist church. I didn't grow up in the Reformed tradition. I'm still uh, in the broadly Baptist side of the Protestant Reformation. So I'm a, a London Baptist confessional guy. Uh, actually, none of the four of us at the table grew up in a Reformed context, mm-hmm. but uh, yep. I'll let them speak more for themselves. Sure. So in undergrad, I went through some of a theological transformation studying pastoral ministry because I knew from uh, coming to Christ in junior high and then becoming a uh, sort of a leader in youth group and then eventually feeling the call to pastoral ministry confirmed by my elders um, that that was what God had equipped me for. That's what I felt he had called me to, to serve him vocationally with my life. So that's what I studied in undergrad. Met my future wife there. Met these four, these three other great guys. Um, learned a lot. Uh, became very passionate about confessional theology, about the the doctrine of the Reformation, about the mm-hmm. sufficiency of Scripture, the sovereignty of God, the beauty of seeing God for all of who He is. Um, so I became really passionate about systematics. I started looking for seminaries to continue my education. I must have asked for information from a dozen places, but it just happened to be mid-America that had everything that I was looking for. So I had to decided to ask a bunch of friends if they would come with me. It was actually two or three days after I asked for information that our very own Brian Blummer happened <laughs> to show up on campus. <laughs> and I remember saying, hey, is this the school in Indiana? And we had a short conversation and you said something like, wait, you just asked for information, didn't you? You live in Elgin. So it was just in God's timing that everything happened to line up. And yeah. you know, uh, the seminary has been generous with helping me to get everything in order. And now I'm glad to be here for the time being. Mm-hmm. So I am Kevin Godsey. I am a junior uh, MDiv student, and I'm married to my wife, Cammy. We've been married for two years, so we actually got married going into our junior year of college. Uh, we met in high school at a youth group, and then I'm really simplifying our story, but we met at youth group, started dating, and then got married going into college. Very, very, very simple version of the story. Um, (laughs) So I have more to say. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. There was lots of twists and turns and and such. But uh, we got got married. uh, So that made our our college experience interesting. Um, Before we got married, though, uh, when when I went into college, I was originally a pastoral ministry major because I had felt this uh, calling in my life towards ministry. Um, but then I, in later in my sophomore year, I was uh, taking some language classes and I fell in love with the field of biblical studies mm. specifically. So I changed my degree towards biblical studies, which I think really prepared me for the academic rigor of mid-America. And so actually, I, my side of the story of remembering how we got connected to mid-America <laughs> is, I think it was our junior year, so I was still in newlywed and just hanging out with the boys. We were waiting in line for a salad, and we saw a poster, just like a, or a little flyer, that said Mid-America Reformed Seminary. And I, at the time, was also very new to Reformed theology. And me and Luke were like, what? 
There's a <laughs> Reformed <laughs> Seminary? They're here? here? And we were just so surprised that there was another seminary in general at Olivet. Um, and for a little bit of a backstory, me and Luke lived together for a little of little over, a little under a year. For two semesters and a summer. Yeah. So uh, we were and still are very close friends. Um, had a wonderful growth, <laughs> wonderful time of uh, learning to love each other. Yeah. Let, let's just say that I came to Reform Convictions a little bit earlier than Kevin, and that led to quite a few sparks in that transition period there. But it worked out great. I actually <laughs> met Jess, who would be my wife, walking the aisle at Kevin's wedding. Yes, huh. that's true. Okay. We, great I intentionally planned that. Not because I thought they would get married. <laughs> I just thought if I can arrange anything with uh, the people that are walking together, I think Luke and Jess would look good together. And huh. I guess I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Brian Bowen, and uh, I went to Olivet uh, with a degree in to get a degree in pastoral ministry with two minors, a minor in computer science and a minor in biblical languages. So um, uh, that's what I did there. I'm from, uh, I my dad was a pastor in the uh, Church of God Anderson, Indiana denomination. So I originally uh, moved all around growing up. I lived in Southern Mississippi, Southern Illinois. And then mm-hmm. while when I was in ONU, I kind of just decided to adopt Bourbon A as my uh, place of residence. So I stayed there over the summers for internships and stuff like that too. So I've been in multiple different locations um, over the years. And like similar to Luke and uh, Kevin, I had a little transition uh, time. I was actually the third of the three of us to come to Mm -hmm. decide that I was reformed um, through studying in classes and things like that. Um, But then I was also the last to decide on Mid-America as well because my junior year uh, was really when I was becoming deciding what my theology was. So I wasn't really ready to look for seminaries yet. I was still like trying to flush out exactly what I believed. Um, And then... Uh, so then senior year rolls around and I decided to start at the very beginning of senior year, like, hey, I'm going to go to seminary. I need to figure out where I'm going. And so I looked at uh, Trinity in Deerfield, Illinois, and then Mars, partially because they both looked really good on paper and also partially because I had friends going to both places. So <laughs> I'm like, I could figure out which <laughs> one of those uh, fits for me. And uh, we, I went on a visit with uh, the second time Luke and Kevin and everybody came, I came on a visit as well. And Kelsey, my wife, uh, we just recently got married in um, May. The two of us came and we both really liked it here. So then we decided to come. Hey, so we have four brand new students, two of them newlyweds. Mm-hmm. And here we are. I'm looking at my producer here and thinking we need to do more of these salad bar poster placements. I don't know if you <laughs> ever thought about that, but if that's what got this group here, uh, we'll talk more with our marketing department about about that. But let's um, let's talk a little bit about the Beatles here. Talk about the group. Uh, so you've done college together. You're doing seminary. How about uh, some of the projects? Just if you want to give a shout out to some of the the product projects you've collaborated on together already anyone want to i would love to so (laughs) the greatest podcast out there besides officeology and the round table is 
the Steady Acre podcast. Now, <laughs> I know Luke right here is the host, but he, um, he of course, wouldn't really hype it up as well as he should. But it just came back for a second season. We're going oh, through boy. the Fruits of the Spirit. I think it's a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and that's all I have to really say for okay. it. Uh, I think they should check it out. We've also had like – uh, on my end of things, uh, we host Doctrinal Discipleship, which is a, a Facebook group, but also it's a it's a website too, where we post our podcast episodes, and then we also uh, write articles for that. We have guests come and write articles, which talks a lot about doctrine, discipleship, and anything in between that can help really move the church in a great direction. So we have a lot of that going on as well. Landon knows that I hate self-promotion, so <laughs> he is he is always quick to promote it so hard that it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but that is a lot of the things in which we've cooperated in the last couple of years have kind of centered around that project. Mm-hmm. Um, the four of us all share a passion for contributing to the greater theological discussion in the church. We believe that theology is uh, – is so important and necessary for our growth as disciples of Christ. So as the four of us have grown in our understanding and our convictions and commitments to God's local church, um, we've tried to pour a lot into that. I started with just running some Facebook pages and stuff, and eventually that turned into a website and a podcast, like Landon said. Mm-hmm. Um, and these four guys have all been great con- – sorry – there's four of us. These three of these guys have been great contributors to that as well. Landon pretty much keeps the website above water. Um, he writes on articles and stuff like that three times as much as the rest of us combined. Uh, Brian's contributed some articles as well. Uh, Kevin was doing some podcasting for a while. Not sure when that's coming back, but I'll let Ben say more. <laughs> I don't know when that's coming back either. It mainly started as like an angsty outlet to, <laughs> I, I don't know, talk about some biblical studies things that I just wanted to get off of my chest, but I maybe didn't have anywhere else to put it. Um, and I think I want to get back at it, but I want to be more mature in my approach. Uh, I also... The podcast itself, in my opinion, was extremely boring because I hated talking to a wall. So (laughs) um, I've had a lot of thinking um, over the past few months about how I can improve um, actually talking about some more interesting things and keeping myself interested in what I'm talking about. Um, So no idea when that podcast is going to come back or if that will die and I'll just start another one. So from the ashes, a phoenix arises. Exactly. <laughs> Full of angst. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be like a typical new reformed thing. Mm. Like guys in their early 20s discover Calvinism uh. and they have to tell everybody. <laughs> so when everyone around them stops listening, they make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so an empty wall. You at least have a wall. Right? <laughs> right. Well, I, I, mean, I, I really love this because here on, on Officeology, we've talked in the past about how – so many different stories are out there and then converge in seminary. And we have a, a bit of that in this group. You have similarities, but also all these different backgrounds. We've got a Renaissance man in Landon, theater and everything, <laughs> and then just meeting in this place. I want to hone in, though, on the marriage aspect. Yeah. Um, and so, Kevin, I'm going to shoot this and direct this your way. But t- tell 
because there are those who are either married or considering marriage and coming to seminary. You've done it in college. Maybe there's some aspects that carry over into seminary. Um, tell me about marriage and and and, and any, academics. Yeah, and yeah, what you've learned with. So it's an interesting question because I've only been a seminarian for about half a week. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've asked because I've, I've got it mastered. <laughs> Figure we'd give it a um, shot. Yeah. Um, jokes aside, being married and in my undergrad was very challenging. It was very sanctifying in a lot of ways, um, a lot of ways that I would have never mm. expected, especially with the rise of COVID mm. in mm-hmm. You know, I think that was, uh, what, six months into my marriage at that. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we were newlyweds and then we got stuck together, f- which I guess was a good thing. I'm not saying that like it was a bad thing, but <laughs> we finally were getting a rhythm stuck together. We were getting in our rhythm of school, like the fall semester came around. We were starting to get into a rhythm. Then spring semester starts. We're still getting the hang of being married not having full-time jobs, either of us trying to support ourselves and then COVID happened. So Mm. we were kind of a mess, but all that to say is um, one of the things that really drew us to Mid-America was the emphasis on family being the primary uh, ministry. And what I mean by that is um, like even in our orientation with the student handbook, it was there were lots of discussions about make your wife and your kids, mm-hmm. if you have them, I don't have any kids, but make your family your top priority. If that means mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you're feeling stressed out, you need to spend time with your wife, you need to get a paper done, you need to do a couple hundred pages of reading in a week, and you're not sure what needs to give, mm-hmm. don't let it be your time with your wife that gives. Mm-hmm. Make it something else. And what I love about the culture here at Mid-America is that all the professors are understanding, you know, life gets busy. Seminary is a busy time. It's a rigorous place here. And so there were plenty of times during my undergrad where, you know, I I wanted to go to bed, but my wife wanted to go to bed. We had a sink full of dishes and, you know, Cammie was really stressed out because she had to get up earlier than I did. So I said, you know what, you can go to sleep. I'll sacrifice some of my sleep and I'll do the dishes for you. It's a really small thing. Mm. And sometimes it took a lot more convincing Mm -hmm. (laughs) on her end for me to do it. But that is the kind of tough laying down of your life Mm. for your wife and for your family that you learn where sleep isn't as important as you think it is. Loving your wife is more important than that. And it sounds real nice and uh, easy to do in your head, but Hmm. when push comes to shove, it's a really, really hard thing. And it's those things that you, when you're in the midst of that, where you learn how much you actually do love your spouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say we were talking about this before we started recording, that that was another thing that really... Uh, settled me in on the Mars decision was the focus on family in the local church. Mm-hmm. That, as we were talking about before, if you are sacrificing your duty to the local church and your family and your personal spiritual health to do well in academics, mm-hmm. then you've got it completely backwards. 
because your academic studies here, and that's what I love about Mars, is that it has such a, what I think is a healthy biblical understanding of education to build up men to be ministers for the sake of the local church, to serve Christ's body well, and to serve others. I know we have ladies on staff and people serve, uh, studying not to go into full-time ministry, mm. but for the focus of let this be a help to you, but don't let it become a so much of a of a time-consuming thing that it takes away for what you're studying for in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think that balance is really important and really healthy as well. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, as a single man coming to seminary as well, uh, I think if you do come in with no kids or no spouse at all, it's still one thing that really attracted me to the seminary was also the emphasis on being in the local church and serving mm-hmm. in the local church. I wrote an article earlier this year, which really hones into what do you do when you're not able to love your wife? Um, and how do you prepare for that if you want to? Well, the best way to do that is to love your church. Just as Christ mm-hmm. loved his church and still does, we should as well. Um, and that includes if you're married, you should still do that as well. But to prepare for that, you're going to have some hard times in church and you should do that. And I think the seminary really emphasizes that a lot. Yeah, if I can if I can add one more thing, which I think Mid-America does really well, is include your wife and your family in your academic endeavors. Mm-hmm. So while I was in my undergrad, it felt more like my academic studies and my calling towards ministry was kind of isolated and unrightfully so isolated and siloed to myself. Um, and so Cami was off to the side. She knew I was learning things. I'd get excited about stuff or upset about something I learned and I would tell her and she would learn through that avenue. And I don't think that that's the right way to go about it. I think there's a better way of including your wife in uh, just the everyday things that you're reading from class, Um, getting her involved in. I'm really glad that Mid-America does have a women's fellowship for the seminary Mm -hmm. wives. And she's really excited about that too, because she knows that when push comes to shove later down the road, when she's a pastor's wife and she gets lonely, she knows that she's going to need other pastor's wives to lean on. And so um, I would really recommend just to any guys who are thinking about uh, coming to any seminary, get your family involved in the Mm -hmm. seminary as well. Because your calling into ministry is not just your calling, it's a calling to your family as well. Yeah, and maybe you guys picked up on this too. We are at our retreat a week ago mm-hmm. when all this was getting started. Students are back on campus. And something our speaker said for that retreat, uh, and I'll tweak it here, but you made your vows to your wife and to your Lord, not to your seminary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's something you're going to hear over and over again. And I, I think that's crucial. And you're bringing that out here. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for doing that. Um, now, it's, so we have four guys who didn't necessarily grow up Reformed or Presbyterian. <laughs> at, all. Came, yeah, at all. So, I didn't even grow up Christian. So uh, I wasn't yeah. even involved okay. in a church. Well, that's, so, a, uh, that's a unique... We'll set you on the couch. We'll do some counseling and <laughs> psychology over here. But seriously, though, what there's a listener out there bound to be 
who's considering Mars here, uh, but who might not have that Reformed or Presbyterian background, should they be concerned? Um, what would you tell them? I guess, I don't know, I would say um, if you, I would say if you're listening and you're not, like if you're currently Reformed, but you don't have a Reformed background, that it's, I've already learned a lot. I mean, we've only been here for a week, but um, there's already been a lot of stuff that you can learn about. And professors are pretty good. They can help you um, understand if you can go to them after class and ask them questions if you don't understand what they're saying. But they seem to be pretty good about explaining um, things. And you come to seminary to learn, and one of the things you learn at seminary is history. So you get to you get to uh, be immersed into that reform background and learn it as you go through seminary. So I think that's fine. If they're not from a reform background and like aren't reformed, like I don't necessarily think a like Arminian would fit in very well here. So like I if if you align with reform theology um, and have a few differences, then I think you could thrive here, even if you're not from that background. But if you have a major disagreements, this may not be the place for you. And I think it it's worth as well saying be willing to embrace some of the awkwardness of being able to interact with people with whom you have some secondary disagreements. Obviously, if you're a Unitarian or something, like, first off, you need the gospel. But <laughs> if, it's, if it's some sort of, like, first order key issue, then obviously you should be at a place where you have substantial agreement on things like these. So, like like uh, Brian said, if there is some, uh, some sort of disagreement where you could not in good faith be stood be a student here then it's not the place for you but if you are convicted about the sufficiency of scripture the sovereignty of god the beauty of doctrine and knowing who god is all of the intricacies of him of learning from the historic church the godly men and women who have gone before us if those things that are things that uh, give you passion and drive and energy and help you to uh grow further in your love for God and the work that he's done through history, then I would say take a chance at least. Mm. Um, the four of us all grew up in very different contexts, as we've already talked about, mm-hmm. from Stone Campbell movement and uh, Arminian Southern Baptist and non-Christian and then somewhat Pentecostal and then <laughs> a Wesleyan holiness movement. And the four of us now are three of us subscribe to the London Baptist Convention and one is to the Westminster. Mm. Um so the four of us now, even though we came from very different backgrounds, coming here even with some disagreements, we find a unity over the gospel and the God of the gospel. We see the truth of the character of God in the way that we study. And despite some secondary or tertiary agreements, it's worth dealing with a little bit of uncomfortableness mm. to get a great education. Mm. Like I remember the first time I visited an OPC church with my wife, we were both very uncomfortable. It was very, very different from anything we had ever in, been in before. Um, but being more immersed into the culture, knowing more OPC people, and now at chapel here at Mars, just singing from the Trinity hymnal is not something I would ever have imagined five, ten years ago. But now I'm learning to love those things. I'm learning to look forward to those things mm. every day. Mm. Yeah, I would just say, like, to, I mean, to put it simply— Three out of the four of us, actually, I mean, all four of us are come from very different backgrounds from what a lot of the other students come from. Um, but the three out of the four of us that are 1689 guys, like, 
we do have some disagreements with people. We come from different churches than a lot of these OPC and URC guys, but ultimately it's a very warm embrace Mm. overall, which I really, really appreciate that even though, yeah, we do disagree on a couple of things. By a couple, I do really mean two things. Like we, it's only two things. <laughs> it really is, but like, it, it it's still a really warm embrace, and I love that that there can be a diversity. It's not just this seminary isn't just for OPC and U URC and a few PCA guys. Mm-hmm. It can be. It's more broad than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To put mm-hmm. it simply, it's kind of like the. Dutch Reformed and the Presbyterians are kind of like brothers that kind of get at each other. And then us Baptists are like the weird cousins that show up every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But we're all we're together over a good potluck. It's a really yeah. good time anyway. And they still love us. Yeah. yeah. They, they like potlucks. They just call it differently. Yeah. <laughs> Providence luck. Or uh, pot Providence because yeah. luck is fake. Anyway. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I have to tell you, I am vigorously working on our returning students that when we introduce you guys and say you're Baptists, that you get a welcome and not crickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. those guys. Yeah, those, oh. When the awkward cousins show up, still show some hospitality. We're, <laughs> we're, glad, we're glad that you're here. Mm-hmm. And I think you're adding real nicely to the, to the student body here. So... Uh, just one last thing, then, because our listeners are wanting to know. Um, you've already done college together, some projects as well. And uh, are there are there visions for the future of doing things together, sticking together? So I have maybe a more distinct view of what I'm doing in the future. Um, it's been my conviction in the last few years to plant a Reformed Baptist church in Joliet, Illinois, where I grew up. Mm. Um, it's a large city with not very much gospel light. Um, and of the churches that do preach the gospel, they're normally not very large or not very healthy in some ways. So um, a lot of reasons that make me passionate about that. It's one of the reasons that the church I'm currently a member in mm-hmm. and serving as a pastoral intern uh, is a younger church plant because I want to learn the ins and outs of that difficult and strange form of ministry. Um, so that's my conviction. That's my plans for the future, at least for now. And I'm hopeful that I can work with some of these guys again, whether they end up as pastors in the area and we can still have some sort of fellowship or even working at the same church. Yeah, me and Luke have talked about the possibility of doing that church planning together. I can't say with certainty whether that's going to happen or not, not because I don't like Luke. I love him. <laughs> but I just don't know what the future is going to hold. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just really trying to take stuff one step at a time. You know, I want to get through this first semester of seminary before I decide and the next other semesters, I don't know, however many semesters there are, uh, I want to get five through the semesters. rest, the other five semesters before I say, yeah, I do want to join you in that church plant. Not, you know, uh, I do have a heart towards church planning, but I also would not be opposed to some other just pastoral job in general. Um, but I think that the fellowship that we've already had together, I don't think any of that's going to break if we go in different directions across the country or even, in Landon's case, out of the country. Mm-hmm. I think we'll still hold each other as very, very close friends. Mm. I'd say um, 
one of the biggest ways that, I mean, we talked about a little bit about our Facebook group and things that we do very, you know, some of us have more of a role in that than others. But I think that honestly, one of the ways that we've done ministry the most with each other in in the past and continuing on is just, you know, being there for each other and being brothers. None of, well, some of the guys, I guess all three of them go to the same church, but I never went to the same church that, uh, well, I don't. Cu- I don't go to that church anymore. Okay, you used, used to. to. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, just the um, Kevin so moved away. <laughs> I think that one of the biggest ways is just uh, even though we're not necessarily physically serving in the same church together, we but bo- we all know we're on the same side. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're all uh, trying to share the gospel, and we're all um, trying to learn in theology, and so we all and we're all in like academic classes, so we can kind of depend on each other when we're having. A rough week, and I know that I've had some deep conversations with some of these guys, like um, even to the point of tears at times, just kind of as support and being with each other um, and doing life and doing ministry together. So I think that even if we're not at the same ministry um, in the future, that there'll still be that kind of camaraderie where we're able to help support each other from afar, maybe a phone conversation, maybe getting together every once in a while and just kind of doing uh, life and being that um, pastoral friends to each other, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I'm going to be out of the country, God willing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the goal. That's the the plan. But that could definitely change in the future. I mean, God has has me in His hands. It's not my own plan that will succeed. It's His. Uh, and so, uh, working alongside these guys, I love doing it. I love being with them. Uh, if it's not here and it's not working in a church plant, then it'll be through support. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's ultimately um, something that you get a lot from seminary is what I've heard, that you get a lot of great supporters for your ministry, a lot of great brothers and sisters who can help lift you up mm-hmm. when you're having a hard time and also congratulate you when there's something great that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that really makes ministry so longstanding, mm-hmm. if that's the word to use. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it just makes it keep going. Mm-hmm. It really does. It helps us out a lot. I know um, I could stay in the country if I do. I definitely want to uh, help these guys out wherever I can. Um, it all just depends on what God wants. Mm-hmm. If he wants us to continue, he absolutely will do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would all confess that the future's in God's hands, and mm-hmm. that's something that should bring us comfort. Mm-hmm. So whether we're serving in the same church, in the same state, or uh, you know, FaceTiming from separate continents, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll still be encouraging one another in the faith as long as we mm-hmm. can. And, mm-hmm. and even if, so say, hypothetically, me and Luke were to start that church plant in Joliet together, that church could be that home base, so to speak, for Landon to mm-hmm. come when he's support raising, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of camaraderie of support that we have for each other where, you know, we want to do whatever we can with whatever we can to help each other out. You know, if Landon's going to be in other countries, we want to help him, you know, maybe we can't financially support him, but we can still be a church that's praying for him mm-hmm. regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I can absolutely you know, keep in contact with you guys exactly. as well and yeah. help spur on the growth of a passion for missions in your own church right. as well or any other support type style. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in our 40th year, which means 40 years of graduates now. 
uh, 40 years of graduates supporting each other. So mm-hmm. and you're adding to that nicely. And there will be even more uh, graduates who are going to come before you, mm-hmm. before your graduation, uh, two, three years from now. So thanks, guys, for joining me. And again, it's uh, three Master of Divinity students, Brian Bowen, Kevin Godsey, Luke Schmelzer, and then Landon Jones, our Master of Theological Studies. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. us. Thanks. For thanks. great group of gentlemen we really do look forward to getting to know them more as the school year proceeds we're also thankful for the work that brian does in enrollment management so we just ask that you keep him and all of our faculty and staff in your prayers as we seek to do the work that god has called us to do here to discover students and then to nurture them in their time here at seminary well that's all for now stay tuned for more officeology in the days ahead till next time friends